What's good, fellas? Everything I said, what's good, fellas? What's good, brother? How you doing today? <laughs> See, this guy last episode, he want to come in late. And this episode, he want to come in late again. It's a trio. It's a hydro over here. Like, have y'all ever seen like a hydra and like uh, the three heads one of them beefing? I'm talking sweet the cheese. Cursing the very God that brought this reef to be. My life is based on sacrifices. Jews like ISIS and fools that think I don't care what you say. Call me whatever. I'm not debating nobody. This is my greatest album ever in my life. This album is definitely Did you uh did it make you write a 16? Did it make me write a 16? Yeah, let's hear it. What you got? I don't have a 16 for it. But I did make that like, oh my gosh, I'm stinks face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's like the great, as they say, that's the greatest compliment music, musically. Yeah. yeah. That when you hear it, you just say, oh my God. Yeah. Like your face is all tore up. Like, mm-hmm. ugh. That stinks. I don't yeah. know. I still feel like you might have uh, a secret. I might have a some bars. But I'm not going to play with you on this. Right. Oh, I know. Everybody here probably dropped some bars at, what's that, at some point. I heard your demo. You didn't hear my demo. I heard y'all. I heard my demo. Wax. Did I heard you hear Eugene that? Wax some years ago. You was all right, though. Yeah, I was all right. You was all right, though. <laughs> don't, all right. don't let Eugene it's be right. modest, because I was talking about right. Don't get me wrong. Don't t- I said, tell me that you ain't never freestyled, and you listen to yourself and be like, ooh. <laughs> that was nice. He's like, yeah, I done did that before. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> nah. You done dropped the ill 16 before. <laughs> nah, I definitely tried to freestyle, and, li- and the playback, I was like, yo. Trash. <laughs> Break the tape. Pull a, the, the the tape out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I think one of the illest things I ever said was like, <laughs> big niggas running around like they got fouls to give. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like what? It's like we all like went like when we get around my homeboys, yeah. everybody drops there. Like, remember back when we was rapping? And like, I remember there was a point in time that I told you like grew up with like eight cats. Yeah. <laughs> we dropped this records against each other. Against each other? <laughs> so, I think it's... Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I remember one of my homeboys, he was like, Hollywood, I'm the man in here. Jump so high, when I come down, I need landing gear. And I was like, to this day, I'm like, it's one of my favorite balls. <laughs> <laughs> of them all, that's like one of my favorite bars. <laughs> oh man! But uh, talking about freestyling, Paul always brings me these freestyles from cats on on uh, like Funk Flex. Can I like, go ahead and disclaim? Eugene doesn't believe that freestyle is an actual thing. I don't think I don't think cats freestyle no more. Not the way we saw Tigger freestyle in the in, in the in the you know in the booth. Like Tigger could talk about anything in the room. That to me is freestyling. To be more you, specific, if, we're if, talking about Flunk Master Flex nowadays. He always flunk, has somebody yeah, on Flunk 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 Flunk, flunk Master <laughs> Flunk Master <laughs> Flunk Master Flex. Funk Flunk Master Flex. <laughs> flunk Master Effects. Anyway. <laughs> But the point is, is that Eugene, no matter, you know, everybody watches Funk Master Flex, and he has somebody in, and they always do the freestyle. I'm using air quotes as I say freestyle. And I'll be like, ooh, Eugene, you hear that? It's so crazy. And Eugene looks back with this smug look on his face. He's like, I mean, that's dope, but he wrote that. it's not a freestyle. Yeah, it's I'm not like, a oh freestyle. My God. He wrote that, yo. He's like, go tell Jeremiah what you just heard and ask him. I'm like, you guys are such snobs when it comes to freestyle. Yo, and for the listeners out there, he never asked me anything. I didn't. I <laughs> so didn't. he never bothered to ask me this was like Because this was like a few days ago he, he yeah. played me this So he must have knew what I was going to say. Jeremiah is not petty say. at all, by the way. <laughs> not in the least bit. 
to call me out not asking him. Yeah, I'm just saying, I think you knew. I think you knew. I, was gonna be like, I did. Yeah, nah. When I shut, I was in Eugene's office, and when I shut the door, I was like, I'm not going to ask Jeremiah. Yeah. Both of you niggas <laughs> was on that. I was like, he was like, go ask Jeremiah. I was like, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I never heard anything else from it like, until not, today. Because I, like, I was like, I'm not bringing no freestyles to them no more. I don't have time for this. They don't believe nobody no, freestyles. No, I thought that it was a dope. I thought that it was dope. But Eugene he just, said, he wrote it though. Eugene That's all. He says in order to freestyle, you have to be talking about things in the room. I'm not saying that. At the same time though, cats, you can't be, some of the stuff they witty, it could be witty, but come on. There's no way you sat there and came up with that well, I in think, three I, seconds. I think uh, to Paul's point, you know, or to this era's point, I think that the definition of freestyle has changed. Now, sure. now you just kind of like got a Lucy or whatever that in your in your head. In your you're, head. About to, you're about to spit it over a track that you didn't plan to spit right. it over. But quote, unquote, ain't that what, quote, unquote, because we don't know what the actual answer is. But ain't that what Jay was doing? Isn't that what Jay said he was doing? Yeah. Like Jay would be sitting there listening to something like, okay, and then spit it. Yeah. And you would say that that's not a freestyle. And you would argue that Jay doesn't freestyle. Does what? Jay say he freestyles, though? He used to say he did. I don't know if he I does I don't now. remember Jay saying that that's freestyling. Yeah, I don't remember him saying it was freestyling. I know also, Lil Wayne used to say he didn't write. He stopped writing. Well, that, that's what the, right. that's the argument was not writing, right? And that, that argument, to me, was always, the 48 talks about this, about how you create this idea that is effortless for you. Right. And then... Who's gonna de- who, who can deny that it's true? Yeah, nobody can argue with James that he doesn't do it, other than the people who are in the booth when he does it. Or Eugene or Jeremiah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and yo, and the people that's normally around Jay in the studio support what he says. Right. Like. So they're not gonna dispute it either. Like exactly. they've had, so, you know, we've had there. There's been high. What's the uh, the white dude who used to be down with uh, Def Jam back in the days with uh, Leo Russell? Cohen, Leo. Oh, no, no, you're talking about Rick Rubin? Yeah, yeah, Rick yeah. Rubin. I think Rubin, Rubin might have had like an interview when he was talking about CNJ actually going there and do that. Like uh, the, 90, the 99 Problems one. Right, yeah. yeah. And he that was, was right saying, around the Black Album that he yeah, was with them. Yeah, he was saying watching Jay do that was like amazing. And who's to say he didn't already have it at home See, written down he, and uh, came in the studio and made it look like, because I mean, you got to keep up the Eugene, you're the a cynic. You're I'm, a cynic. I am a cynic. I'm just Especially saying. when it comes to freestyle rapping. Yeah. And then you say, like, so, but you, you say, it, like, when we've had these conversations, you'll say, um, back in the day, Big Ticket, you know, they was freestyling. And I still believe that that was freestyling. But yeah. there's nobody to say that. They he, weren't going in there with something pre in their head. Yo, Killer Mike was, was in the booth back then uh-huh. with uh, Tigger and Rap City. And you know, I don't know if you remember, but they had like the speakers and all that. And they had all these stickers yeah, all, over, all over the wall, all yeah. over the place. Yep. And Killer Mike was in there spazzing and he was incorporating the stickers that were there at the time while he was freestyling. Yeah. Like that's in, yeah. in, in my area. Like, yeah, when we consider freestyle, like, that's a freestyle. Uh, you, you can't have, but does it have to be something for 15 minutes, right? Yeah. Cats be going there rapping for 10 minutes. Yeah. No, no break. And it's not a freestyle, though. Does it have to be in front of you, though, for it to be a freestyle? No, I, I'm not saying no, I'm that. talking about I'm planes saying, and there's not a plane in be, the room. It should be something that is authentically, <laughs> what? That's authentically I'm off the dome. I'm rapping about airplanes but no, and there's not a plane in the room, you could so be rapping about, You could be rapping about me, whoever, whoever is with you. and You could just be rapping. You can tell when it's just right there, out, out of thin air. You're pulling that out of your mind. When, when it's yeah. written, it has a different sound to it. I'm man. not a big fan of Eminem, but he, he's done that. You know, we've seen. You're not a big fan of Eminem. Nah, why not? It's not. not. Uh, the just asking. Cadence. 
that he that he, you don't like he his raps cadence? with. Nah, his, like his lyrical odd. his lyrical content. Not in, a, not in a bad way. I just can't relate with it. I, I can't really. Oh, I can't relate. I can't with really relate with said, none of it. But, yeah. Um, so that's what I'm saying. I can't relate with none of the content. Okay. Uh, and then you know, like I'm not a super fan. Like I can only listen to like the fast kind of in between drums flow for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Renegade. Yeah, it's a legendary verse. Okay. I still wouldn't want to hear a whole project of that. Okay. Though. I mean, he smashed it. I still wouldn't want to hear a whole project of that. I've never listened to the whole Eminem album in my life. That's so crazy. <laughs> well, I, was, I was like all in on Eminem at one point in life. Nah, I've like, never all listened in. to like, I was like, pop pills. Now, I didn't want to pop pills. But like, I would listen and I'm like, I appreciated his cadence. I appreciated how he rapped. I didn't. I couldn't relate to Pop Pills killed my girlfriend, yeah. my baby. But like, but like, yeah. I still like listen to it. I think. I think uh, the technical aspect of rap, mm-hmm. like, like, like the fundamentals of rap. I think that he's probably he's top tier. He's probably, if not the best, mm-hmm. technically, like the technical delivery. Yeah. But yeah, but content wise and, and all yeah. that, like it's I like a Mayweather conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm like Mayweather. Yeah. Everybody who watches boxing, you're like, right. he's technically right. probably one of the best. Right. right. For me, watching boxing, right. I don't like somebody yeah. missing a lot of punches, yeah. like them, like dodging a lot of punches, dodging a lot of punches, and yeah. then doing that tap boxing to yeah, get just to get score hits, up, just to get your score. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Because that's how you play. In the aspect of the game, that's how you play the game. So I understand that. Like, yeah. so for Eminem, how you rap, how you're supposed yeah. to rap, this is how you play the game. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that I like that style. So you know, like the a popular conversation was always like, who's the best? You know, like they would have a conversation between Jay and Eminem. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the Renegade track. Yeah. You know, but Jay, like Eminem, does things with syllables that no one else does. But Jay is definitely he has a lot of content. That's been more relatable. He's, yeah, the he's years. he's witty. He's he's intellectual. Yeah, I mean, he he could take a, he'll take a concept that you never thought about in a certain way, and bring it to the table. And you're like, yo, you know, we open up this episode with politics as usual, right? You know, from his debut album. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of cats. There's a very short list of people that you're doing that with. Yeah. Speaking of politics. Speaking of politics. Who's been who's been paying attention to this? Uh, Debates that's been going on, the Democratic debates that's been going on lately. But we've had two so far. A so little bit. I haven't been tuning in and sitting down and dedicating however much, you know, time to watch beginning to end because mm-hmm. it's a painful experience. Thank oh you. God. I'm yeah. over it, bro. It really, yeah. is. I'm over it. And like, of me growing up, a lot of my friends were used to call me political P, right? Mm-hmm. Political because P. Because I used to always <laughs> jump into like the fricassee or the fracas. When it comes to politics, but I have a very, very, this is an admission about myself, I have a very, very low tolerance for ignorant, stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, almost to a point where it affects me, where yeah. like some people are like, it's stupid, don't pay it no attention. And I'm like, that's not how I think. That's not how I think. Um, and so, to your point, Jeremiah, um, it's hard to watch. And to be honest, I'm, I'm, we can get back into it. I'm going to f- fall back. But to me, Trump's getting a second term. Mm. I hate to hear that. I, I, I hate to everybody. Don't nobody want to hear me say it. Yeah, I hate, I hate to term. hear that. But it's the same thing that happened in the previous election when he did win. There was so much division within the Democratic Party that it led to some of people who would have voted Democrat, maybe voting Republican or not voting at all. Mm. I think that's a part of the issue that Democrats have. 
And of course, we know there's a third party that that's never talked about the independence, but the independent party has never won any election, have they? No. Who do you associate with? With like Democrats, bipartisan, all that. Who do you? Who do you? Well, I've always, if you don't mind me asking, because no. I, I know everybody doesn't tell that. Yeah. No. I've always, I've always leaned on being Democrat because that's what I came up under. Like my father, my mother. Like that's what I've been taught over the years. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you know, being a Christian or being a Muslim or being a Jew. Mm-hmm. You kind of follow the religion of your forefathers, mm-hmm. or you follow the the political party of your forefathers. And historically, blacks have followed. The Democratic Party, in our in our generation, in our generation, because we know yeah that that switched over years yeah. ago. But yeah, in our generation, definitely blacks have followed uh, the Democratic Party. So yes, I've been a Democrat my entire life. But I do see value in the Independent Party. I kind of see where I could lean more in that direction more at times. But I still vote Democrat primarily. Well, ever since I voted, I've always voted Democrat. Right, let me it. just say. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm say something that a lot of people find it's difficult. It's a point of contention. Mm-hmm. Like I think that the I think that those parties have these numbers, these mm-hmm. analytics, and they know that a certain amount of people are guaranteed to show up mm-hmm. just. By association, they play percentages is what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, Paul, you know, Paul would would bring up every so often the notion of of groupthink. So I feel like with politics, there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know, no. like they're That's gonna an understatement, bro. Yeah, you see what I'm real. saying? Like they'll put whoever on the ticket, and then know that a bunch of people are gonna show up and vote that party just because it's not because of their philosophies it's not because of their actual politics it's because it's a team mm-hmm. and you rep your team right i think that's dangerous right now because even it's dangerous it's now go ahead talk on it I, you're right i think I, it is i think it's, it's dangerous. dangerous because when you have people who are getting votes casted for them and they're not speaking to the individual needs of the people you know what i'm saying you're kind of just skating by freely and you're not earning the vote. And I think that that was how the Democrats in particular end up losing last that last election. Mm-hmm. I think everyone felt like Hillary was going to be an obvious choice mm-hmm. for America. And everyone will vote for her because she was, you know, she's a Clinton. Yep. And she's a Republican. No, she's a, uh, excuse me, a Democrat. And mm-hmm. we just came off of Obama's term. And she seemed like an, such an obvious choice to the political landscape. AKA, that, that's also why she lost. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That they failed to really compete mm-hmm. and talk to the people who they needed to talk to. They made the mistake in thinking that, kind of on my soapbox right now. You and your soapbox. They made, they made the mistake of thinking, they made the assumption that everyone who showed up for Obama was automatically going to show up for her. She run around with Matter of fact, not purse. even show up. She's just like, I got they vote. Exactly. Yeah, she was running around with hot sauce in her purse, dog. For years, comedians was like, you know, Clinton was the black president. You know, I mean, not to yeah. be, but like, it, it was funny at the time, right? right? Because we didn't have a black president. It wasn't like right. something attainable, which is a whole nother uh, way of thinking that we need to uh, address anyway. Yeah, but that but that was because he would come to the, you know, Soul Train's Playing Soul Train Royce. Playing with the, the shades on. Yeah. With the shades on. But he was also you know? behind, um, I forget the name of the policy, but it was a lot of like how they start kicking in doors and a- a- affirmative action, wasn't it? No, not no. affirmative, affirmative action. action. It was super, the super 
predator thing. Yeah. The whole super predator. Yep. And it was like, you hear Hillary talk about, like, mm-hmm. back in the day when they were talking about, like, like drug dealers and stuff like that. And basically, a lot in the, um, in the communities where uh, there's a lot of, basically in the urban communities, mm-hmm. yeah. um, there was this thing of super predator. Yeah. And that's who a lot of these drug dealers or a lot of these black people are. And, let, and when we when we really look back, when we look at the tape, mm-hmm. when we look back at the tape, I'm not saying that there's not <clears throat> a degree of there's not a degree of hard hardcore criminals in any given race or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And I might be I might be partial, but when you look back at it, a lot of things are what like the black people what they always scared about black people and the stereotypes that go around it's like you got drug dealers right mm-hmm. you can make the argument that those aren't hardcore because they're not necessarily murder it may lead putting heroin or cocaine may or no not cocaine heroin may lead to murder in situations mm-hmm. now there's a long level of what that is but when you label it something when it comes to the black community it becomes truth throughout and there's everybody that follows this to Jeremiah's point of group thing. Everybody just embraces that. Mm-hmm. And when they embrace that, they say, well, that's how all those people think. Well, I think, yeah, and I think the problem with that narrative was, you know, it was like uh, the dehumanization of the people in those urban communities on a blanket level. So that narrative, you know, made those people appear disposable. Mm. So, you know, at the time, in Clinton's presidency, he was in support of that. And then, you know, they're coming out and saying that Biden voted for that ticket, too. Yeah. You know, so at, so at this point, I feel like I'm seeing the same thing that they did with uh, with Hillary. Hillary came to the urban platforms with high sauce in her purse at the end of her campaign. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's more of a pandering tactic. That was pandering. Oh, that so, was more absolutely. hot sauce in your purse. Yeah. yeah. So I always now, carry hot that's sauce. That's racist, is it not? It, it, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, to me, that's I not gonna that's not gonna do it for me. You know nah. what I'm saying? So when you have, so when you have, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter who came in and was protesting. To, when you watch the footage of how she handled that, she handled that, in my opinion, very much like old, out of touch America, where mm. it was a lot of condescension mm. and it was very dismissive mm-hmm. and not, let me see what the problem is and let me address it. It mm-hmm. was like, you're here, you're bothering me, you're interrupting what we're doing, get out, I don't care. Yeah. You know? Right. So then later on at the end of the campaign, when you show up with the hot sauce and all that, and you want to talk about how connected you are, for me, that's a miss. Mm-hmm. So when you have Biden, and I don't have anything inherently against him, but I'm not seeing the effort to earn the vote, though. Mm-hmm. So when you serve, you know, grits or whatever and fried chicken to people, that's again, that's a pandering topic, and I don't even eat like that. Yeah, I'm gonna I, go ahead and run in that grits stuff. Go ahead, my bad. You know, <laughs> I eat my grits though. I eat my grits <laughs> and my fried chicken. And I eat my fried chicken. Now, my mama's fried chicken. Somebody <laughs> might get upset with me when I say this, but I'm also somebody that believes that 80% of stereotypes are true. It's just that when somebody else says them is when we get upset, right? And yeah, I don't. And that's the thing. Black people know we. I, I don't even think it's a black thing though. Everybody eat fried chicken. I was just watching something <laughs> the other day. Especially in the people south, people eat fried chicken. I don't know why they label black people eating fried. Everybody eat fried. Everybody eats. Last week, watermelon. I was, eat whatever you want to eat. <laughs> Look, last but week, don't show up with that and with KFC or Bojangles <laughs> and think that I'm gonna vote for you though. Yeah, yeah. of course not. Of last course week, not. I was yeah. eating. I was cutting watermelon out, out out of like the rind, like in the refrigerator. You know uh-huh. how you like go to snack on the refrigerator? Yeah. I was eating watermelon out, and I was also eating like some cold chicken, and I was like, "This is the most 
black thing I've ever done. <laughs> that was definitely a Dave Chappelle <laughs> skit. <laughs> and I looked at myself, I'm like, you're eating watermelon and fried chicken. But why should I think that way? You sh- I mean, it's because like, but, but, you eat what you want to eat. What's funny is yeah. I had never even heard of that until, you know, I heard other people saying that. I just thought that that's what people eat food. If I was eating watercress <laughs> sandwiches and cucumbers, <laughs> I don't know why I add all that trouble. Watercress <laughs> sandwiches and cucumbers. Where the list come from, though? <laughs> I feel like that's how you accomplish what I'm trying so, to say. So on, on, that, on that note, what do you guys, how do you guys view Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, the two black candidates that they have? What, what's your opinion on that? Because Kamala Harris gets a lot of... Uh, Black. Flack because she was a prosecutor and she prosecuted X amount of Got people. Got one of the best yeah. records at like prosecuting right, black like people. Right, she was sending a bunch of black people to, to jail. You know what I'm saying? But she's and like, she, look. And she's married to a white guy. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. Yeah. And Cory Booker, I mean, he he's got a big name for himself and they, they've been kind of pitting those two against each other. So, I mean, what do you, what's, what's going to happen? What's going on? I think both of them, oh, I'm about to piss people off. I think both of them are black versions of Hillary. Mm. I actually like Corey. I think Corey is real, but this is the problem. Uh, yeah, I quoted, him, I quoted him in an article a few, a few uh, episodes back. I like Corey, and I feel like he's impassioned. I feel like he's about what he's saying. But here's the issue, my problem with Corey Booker. There's two things that have happened that I'm like, Corey, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. One was the other night when I forget who it was that said something. Uh, it was it Bernie or was it no, it was Biden, I think. And he looks to him and he says, <laughs> it looks so pre pre predisposed. It looked like he had already put this together. He was like, in my community, we have a thing where <laughs> you're all up in the Kool-Aid and you don't know the flavor. Oh, he said that? Come on. And I'm like Braxton Hart in the bridge. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bro. Throwback. You, <laughs> throwback. You don't have, for those that don't know, this is Jamie Foxx show, but yeah. it is a real cornball type of guy. And I thought that was like, did it. And then like the last um, debate, he started talking in Spanish and it was like poor Spanish. It was just like, cause he was talking about the, um, the border. And I'm like, hold on, why did he do that? So this is my point. Like, you don't speak Spanish. That's a whole other level of. And then it was like two of the candidates, apparently like another candidate had put it in his head to start speaking in Spanish to address that. And so when it happened, they're like looking at each other like almost like you stole my hot 16 before yeah. I dropped my 16 <laughs> bars. And they're like, oh, you start smoking. I couldn't wait to speak. And it's that pandering shit yeah, that pisses yeah, yeah. me off. With Kamala, we've already talked about it. Like, okay, fine. You were a prosecutor. You locked up a bunch of black people. Mm. But you're also married to a white guy. And that doesn't change who you are. I really like how she speaks. I really do like how she speaks. But mm-hmm. she's an attorney. She should yeah, speak she speak like well. That. Yeah, she has. So yeah, that's training. So take out those things, right? Yeah. Take those things out. Neither of them there's something special. And I'm gonna go ahead and get in them and get into how I feel, right? The Democratic Party is so divided amongst these people that are trying to pander that A, they all know that Hillary lost the black vote, right? Mm-hmm. So they pander to that. Mm-hmm. The border thing is a big thing. So they pander to that. It's not like it doesn't seem like it's a genuine concern. It's there's a couple on the lower end that maybe have like ten percent, eleven percent approval. I forget the um the white lady the other day that she yeah. in the second oh, one. She, yeah, you heard what she said about about being a white uh about Is it Nancy. 
I don't know what oh, her name is. No, um, Somebody else? She was talking about being a, a, a yeah. white woman of privilege. She was talking okay. about white privilege and how, you know, I'm a white woman of privilege, so yeah. I know if my if my son was walking down the street with a hoodie, he wouldn't get shot. And okay. so, again, she was still pandering to, you know, okay. And folks. it's politics, so you have to, right? You mm-hmm. have to, right? But here's my issue. What we forget, and I even sit there, I sat and we can talk about this later about in the VA hospital and how political that is. As my dad just had surgery in the mm-hmm. VA, um, but I watch. We had Fox News up there, and I'm, I'm listening to Trump talk. And it always, when I sit there and watch Trump, I, I have a hard time watching. Fox I have News. a very, I have a hard time watching Fox. I News. have a hard time watching. I mean, Trump for sure, but yeah, Fox News are just when it's on. I'm just like, you know, this bullshit. But mm-hmm. Trump, how did it happen? I guess is my issue. I keep looking at him like, we really let this happen. And my point is, is like as detrimental as he is, you're, he's got, he's almost like, if you listen to him, he's almost like World, WWE. Like, yes. he's an announcer. Like, yeah. he don't even talk about it. He just talks about random stuff. He lies, All whatever. All the time, yeah. And then you got these He's other an entertainer, people. though. And then the Democrats are trying to be, we're trying to be serious, but they're pandering. And there's yeah. topics that you're dividing up the party on. Yep. And even when y'all finally do decide on one, mm-hmm. everybody's not going to be ready to go. And he's yeah. going to get a second one. It's exactly. not about... And to, to your point, man, like, if, if you don't mind me hopping in there. Yeah, my um, bad. I got long-winded when it comes no, you to politics. Good. What I'm saying, though, is... Um, so... It's one of those situations where you know how they say they didn't win or, or we didn't like how, how does it go like they didn't win the yeah like they they just didn't show up the dnc didn't yeah, show up right right so a lot of people who were registered democrats did not show they up didn't come at the ballots mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i feel like to paul's point you're beginning to see that again because they have so many people that they have that they're pushing out in front of us. Yeah. No one's standing out. No, exactly. Like when President Obama, I remember my father calling me and was like, yo, did you just see this speech? Yeah. When he spoke, I think, was it 2006? He spoke at the DNC? Yeah. And my dad was like, yeah. Yeah, man, this guy is a different breed. Yeah. And, and, And it was like, I had to go back and watch it. And I was like, yeah. Who was this guy? Yeah, I had like, never heard of him. Y'all didn't win, we lost. Is basically so they right. like by default, there was a lot of people who didn't show up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? To vote uh for Hillary, Hillary. who mm-hmm. who they kind of forced in front of people. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now it's, it looks even more abysmal than it did the last cycle, right? Because it came down. A lot of people wanted Bernie the last time. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of Democrats wanted Bernie. Mm-hmm. At this point in this cycle, I don't feel like people really want they anyone. Want, nah. Like I, I don't feel like the same people who wanted Bernie last cycle really want him this cycle. I don't feel like the, I don't feel like Corey Corey is really convincing the people that he needs to convince. I don't think Kamala, I don't think no one's Nobody is. Nobody is. I don't yeah. think Biden, like people are convinced for Biden. So when they end up shoving someone in front of us, we're looking at the same situation, the same conflict that we had the last cycle to Paul's point, which got Trump in office. But does the black vote even have the power to change the election anymore? Because we know that as a minority group, we're not the largest minority group. Latins are, Latin Americans are the largest minority group. By the way, earlier that lady's name was Marianne Williamson. That was like saying- She's really a candidate? Yeah, she was like dropping, the one that was dropping the, the heat, you said it the earlier. one oh with the uh, white privilege stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah. realize her name was Marianne Williamson because she's also a writer, uh, uh, an author named Marianne she, Williamson. Yeah, that's so, her. That's the Marianne Williamson. Yeah, self help author and new age lecturer. 
Really? That's yeah. the lady who wrote that that quote that you love. Deepest fears, not that yeah. we're inadequate. Deepest yeah. fears that we oh, are. Oh, that's her. Yeah, that's her. I didn't realize that was her. Sixty-seven years old. I didn't know that. Either. Had no idea that was her. Yeah, me. Either. I, even when they said the name, I said that can't be the Marianne. Yeah, I was the thinking author. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, but wow. at this point, we've got like entertainment in chief. Well, because that's that's why I think you have more people coming out to. Man, hell, Will Smith could run for president, and people and people would probably vote for him. Look, check this out. We are in a situation, right? There's a conflict that people have, and it, it, it is. It's a difficult conversation where people say, you have the right to vote. You need to vote, right? And you listen to that statement. Having the right to vote doesn't make voting mandatory. Like, it's up to the individual. So when a person does not vote, you know, you get scrutinized because, oh, you have the right. It's your right to vote. But exactly it's more than that though it's more for the black for black people it's because we were always looked we were at denied. as being less than we were denied we for were so denied long. so it's like now I've you argued. have the right you should vote you should right. vote you know so uh i think the first time i really heard personally the first time i heard somebody really say it out loud was mm -hmm. killer mike you know he was on the breakfast club mm -hmm. killer mike he, really don't play when it comes to this stuff exactly and he was saying like with passion if you're not hearing your interests being discussed do not vote. Mm -hmm. And that's a difficult conversation depending on the room that you're in. Mm -hmm. And I understand the spirit of that. Like, if you're not talking to what's going on in my life, right, as a fellow countryman, why should I show up and vote for you then? Why should I vote for this party if y'all are not proactively seeking to earn my trust and to inspire the demographic that I'm a part of? You know, if you're not doing anything, if you're not even speaking to you know, a plan to uplift where I live, right? Because I live in America. Mm -hmm. So if every pocket of America that we that we are we're prevalent in is neglected on a uniform basis, why should I show up and vote for you? Why do we give them the vote and they've done nothing to fight for it? Well, I think I the think biggest that's an amazing point, by the way. Yeah, I think to I think that's an amazing point too, and I think why uh, it's a good point is because first of all. The vote for the presidency is not a vote that's going to affect you on a daily personal level. That vote doesn't affect you that much. Like, we all get caught up in this, you know, this time of the year. Oh, you know, election time is coming around. We're voting for the president, right? And we know the electoral votes determine the president anyway. The only time the popular vote is even called into play is if there's a tie, and that really has ever happened in the history, right? But then every day, the votes in your community, your your local votes, your 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 county government votes, for those people affect you more on a daily level, and nobody pays attention to those elections. Like we don't even really, even when you go to vote, yeah, I mean you don't even know who these people are, yeah, and most people don't vote in those. I wasn't into my thirties until I realized the impact of local, mm -hmm. and it had I known it. So I would say my political journey has been a lot like my religious journey. You know what I mean? I, from a religious standpoint, I was raised in Seventh-day Adventist, and then my other grandparents were Baptist, and then I ended up being like mm -hmm. non-denominational, and now I have a whole another way of thinking. Same thing politically, where it was like, oh, I'm all Democrat, I'm all Democratic. And then I like went to grad school, and I'm like, eh, man, I can get some Republican values or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I get it at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, but... Oh, man, I lost track of what I was just about to say. You were telling us how you was a Republican. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm an I'm independent personally. But um, I think, as I told you guys the other day, I'm fiscally probably more Republican. Mm -hmm. Right? Get, get out. 
Statistically, <laughs> socially, I'm democratic. She's like, oh, I agree with these guys saving money, but they also don't like black people. That's kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah facts. That's, that's right. kind of hard. Yeah, but, how do you how do you align with that? I know what I was saying. So, like I said, my dad had surgery in a VA hospital, former veteran. We know as a as a country, we don't treat veterans the best. Nope. As I was in there, I started to realize the impact that the big election has on a very small level. Mm-hmm. Pops was in pain. Pops is in real big pain. He wants the doctor to give him some pain medicine, mm-hmm. right? He wouldn't give him the pain medicine. The nurse is like, it's on an hourly thing. It's like, uh, it's already scheduled. And, like, I don't know about y'all, but pain isn't a thing that's necessarily scheduled. Not at all. And um, to the point where eventually I start pressing the nurse and trying to get things out of him. And what I realize is, like, opiates is a big problem in this country. A big, a lot of the decisions that are made on it come from that top level, right? Because mm-hmm. um, that was one of the big things that Trump actually talked about in, they, in the first election. Mm-hmm. And doctors are now, through legislation, kind of held accountable for in the VA hospital because that's where a lot of it comes from mm-hmm. because we don't take care of our veterans and those, so they all get on drugs. So the policies that have passed down make doctors get in trouble for subscribe to giving you prescribing more, yeah. prescribing more and you get in trouble. So now it's not about the individual that's sitting there in that bed going through pain. It's like, I ain't trying to lose my job. Right. So you got to wait till the hour come up. And I thought about that and I'm like, a lot of us don't get until we're down in that level and dealing with something one on one, or for like when they talk about childcare. Like mm-hmm. I have a I have a child, right? When you're in it, the things that they're talking about, and the then you realize how much it affects your day to day. But when people are running around and not thinking about it, they're mm-hmm. not thinking that that affects them. Yeah. So it's like everything around me. How much do you look into what your day-to-day is and how it is affected? Because it does happen on the local level, right? Mm-hmm. But it does affect people. But I think a lot of times people just don't want to get caught up in the frick, in the frick, in, 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 in the in the melee, right? To say I got to vote a certain way. I've always felt like if you don't have a, a dog in the fight, so when they're talking about child care and stuff like that, all right, if, when I ain't had no child, it didn't I, matter I shouldn't vote. Yeah, it didn't like, matter. To, to Jeremiah's point, I shouldn't vote on that. Why should I vote on that? And I don't, like, I'm just, I know a friend with a kid, and I guess I'm on their side, so I'm going to vote for them. A lot of times this vote thing gets wrapped up in, like, we just should do it, especially with black people, because we didn't do it. Yeah. But you forget that you're also saying, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm just one way or another. Like, I I don't really, I take it hard when I hear... It often comes up, you know, in my in my circles that you know you, they people vote for the lesser of the two evils. Mm-hmm. That's that's really not that's really, that's healthy that way to think. Yeah, like that's not. Really oh, why is that okay? So it, it, it's real change happening through politics, though. Let's be honest. Like all these years, we see you get a Democrat, you get a Republican, you get a Democrat, you get a Republican. What's changed in the past twenty years? I got a question. I think it's more so management. To jump in here, I think it's more so management because I, I feel like what you see, the, like the the vile behavior that you see right now, mm-hmm. if there's 20 years of that un, unaffected, you know, where that pattern isn't impacted at all, I think that you witness more of a decline in mm-hmm. the country. You know, I think that we've seen a surge of disgusting behavior. Oh yeah, it's been worse over the past few years. Yeah, for sure. Since and that's he's taken undeniable. Office. I would say yeah, the last sure. two presidents made a lot of stuff change. Yeah. It's so the one that's in and the one before. 
I, free. Well, what, I agree. What change? That, what, what change are you speaking? So like affor- affordable health care. I think that if you affordable go from I big. think that if you go from Bush to Trump, we have a different. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Past you know absolutely you know ten years mm-hmm. you know plus ten plus years. I think that our experience here is different. I think everyone's experience here is different. If you go from Bush to Trump immediately, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, saying? yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Instead Whereas of having before, it was like. It what if it was a dance? You'd be calling it a two step. It's either one, two, one, two, mm-hmm. and then it got real radical. Like as we get up into the last few years, yeah. it's like whoa, y'all changing stuff left and right. Yeah, so I feel like if you have a uh, Reagan and you have a Nick, you know, or, or whatever Nixon, and then you you, you know you have a Carter, Bush, yeah, and then you have a, a Trump. I think that this what this country looks if like. If you have a Bush, you should shut down. The landscape of this country, I think, is a totally... I think America is a different conversation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Without the disruptions in that type of... Uh, I think it's worse. It's a worse America. I, I do. I Y'all do. remember I when do. they thought Bush Personally. was an idiot? Like, he was just horrible. Yeah. Oh, then, W. Like, you talking about W, right? Yeah. Perspective yeah. is a mug, right? Right. Because now... Because now it's like, now, W wasn't bad. Not, not only is he not bad, if yeah. you really watch, like... W's got this thing where he always gives... Uh, Michelle a piece of candy at like every event where all the presidents I don't are. know how I feel about that but but okay that's where I'm getting to okay give me it, your goddamn candy why is <laughs> why, why is and I'm Obama the why fuck you are you giving my wife candy why are you giving my wife candy like yo what you trying to get her to come back with you yo I, I can understand if it was like his daughter you know? yeah like you know I got a small child but I'm a grown grown ass woman get like, that fucking candy out of my give face give me no candy that's where I was going with it because it's a thing, That's right? a pat on the head to me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's a patronizing thing. Yes. It's definitely you know patronizing, I mean? for sure. So why are you not getting... That's a good point. Why are you not... You're not giving it to Sasha and... Ma, uh, Mala, what, what is yeah, the other one? I don't Sasha know. and... Malaya. 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 I'm not sure. I know it's not... Well, we know who it's not. That's Clearly, it says in the political podcast, but go ahead. Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, the daughter's not a part of this. <laughs> um, here's my thing. The reason why I think that Trump's going to get a second one, right, is that, A, like you say, even if you got your top guys, even if you talk about, like, Bernie's not getting nowhere. Why is Bernie not getting nowhere, Paul? Mm. Bernie's not getting nowhere because he's old and he talks about a very, very, very liberal schedule. Yeah. Okay, Paul, but what about the other guys? Well, the reason why the other guys aren't getting it is because, look, think about the big topics in this election, right? We're talking about reparations. I'm going to tell you my own point on that. Reparations. We talking about the border. You know what I mean? I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> Yo, every time I think about Dave Ch- when you say reparations, reparations, I think about Dave Chappelle when he get when every I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, man, no, but no, that's hilarious. Yo, did you see him over there though? He was about to explode. He was about to explode. Ashley Larry. So I'm I'm a to my black listeners, y'all might be mad at me. I don't care. <laughs> we ain't winning with reparations, ladies and gentlemen. The majority of people are voting are not black. We understand that, right? Mm-hmm. So that means immediately, and not saying that they're black, when we talk about reparations, you lose a lot of any other vote but the white vote. Yeah. Right? You only talk about it from a bipartisan or like one and two type uh, from level, right? Mm-hmm. I would argue that most people would say they're not into paying for something that they didn't get charged for mm-hmm. right so that's that's overall the thing about when we talk about slavery it's black people in this country 
I believe in reparations. Do we need it? But it's not about, to me, it's not about do we need it. It's like, do you beat Trump talking about reparations? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Hell no. Absolutely not. You won't beat Trump talking about reparations, okay? That's the first thing off the off the board. Immigration, right? That's basically saying, hey, everybody don't feel the way I feel. You know what I mean? I feel like asylum is a legal thing. And that's the that's that's what a lot of people don't know. People are stuck at the border. Asylum is a legal thing that you apply yeah. for, that you're running from a country that has, that just got no they, they, crime and everything, right? right. That's legal. He's making it as if you got to be in jail mm-hmm. while you apply for it. That's why it's becoming even, even more jacked up. Mm-hmm. And he's making it a hot button thing because everybody focuses on it. The majority voters, again, will not say, we need to let everybody in this country, right? Right. So the off gate, your two biggest topics are already thrown to the wayside yep. for your average voter, yep. right? So what do you differentiate yourself? Well, the third biggest thing ain't even a topic. It's just that the Democratic people are just arguing within each other about all these different things. Mm-hmm. You don't have anybody strong enough. Biden's not strong enough. Nah. Because Biden was always Obama's sidekick. I didn't even hear from him from the eight years that Obama nah, was there. Nothing. I just knew he was always there. He was really there for what? Foreign foreign affairs was his, his thing. Yeah. Right? That was his thing. And yo, and to, and to that point. Bernie's just wagging that finger. Yeah. And to that <laughs> point, right? Like, who did Hillary run with? Who was on her ticket? Who, who the hell knows? You who see what I'm saying? Vice president? You see what I'm saying? I have no idea. That's, That's a great point. You see what I'm saying? They're losing this shit on their own. Like, but we knew this before, right? You knew when it was going to happen. You was like, you before, let's say before the debate, you said, we have to make sure the Democratic Party isn't too divided and beating each other up. But you and got 30 they, people up there. Up there beating <laughs> each other up. What are you yeah. talking about? One of the Democratic, the, the Asian guy showed up without a tie. I saw that, yeah. And I was like, bro, this is. Dark, dark, dark. <laughs> it's the dark days. Man, you're not even wearing ties. Like, if you think about this. <laughs> if I apply for a salesman position, I put on a tie. You're applying to be the president, you ain't even put on a tie, Jack. Yeah, yeah. man. People people definitely looking at you with the side eye like, come yeah. on, dude. Even if you make it good points. Because he made some good points up there, too. Because I'm talking about his tie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know, man. We we in for we in for an interesting election year. Look, man. I think that black people got a got a difficult decision ahead of them because you know there is that one on the on the one side. You know, you want your issues to be to be spoken about. You know, you want your life experience yeah. to be addressed. Yeah. Good point. Good you know, point. and then on the, on the other side of that that coin, you know, you fear that things will get worse if you don't participate in the shit show. You know, so I don't I don't have the answers personally. You know, Obama got a lot of, Obama got a lot of that flack when they talk about and I always say this. They say Obama didn't do enough for black people, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I realized, especially in this election, I realized mm-hmm. Obama did the best he could. Yeah. Absolutely. Because had he ran as the first black president yeah. about all black issues, oh, he, he would have never nothing won. done. Nah. And and also to Eugene's earlier point, man, the presidency is not a dictatorship. Yeah. So even his ideals, he may have the best intentions and the best ideals. He can lose that. But he cannot, he can't push those through. Remember, he couldn't because of that. The House. All of that stuff still have to get approved. It's not a dictatorship where you can say, yo, this is broken. I'm fixing it. And it and so it is. Just like they're trying to repeal the Affordable Health Care Act right now. Exactly. They've like, been try- trying to do that the, the whole time. time. All yeah. he can do is say, you know, all the president can do is say, hey, check this out. Uh, I think this is the way it should be, and I'm going to put this on the desk. Mm-hmm. And then they have to. Support it has it. to go through the channels. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In order for it to be implemented. Yep. So. And that doesn't even talk about like campaign money. 
Yeah. I gave you fifty million dollars, bro. You I, got to, you I, got to, you got to talk to my thing. It's like, oh, right, right, right. Give me fifty million dollars. I don't believe that. You know, but, okay. And, and people and a lot of people were upset, uh, like they didn't with the whole black thing, right? But no other president, in my opinion, was gonna say was gonna defend Black Lives Matter. Like nah. that, that really surged yeah. during his his second mm-hmm. term, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I remember him defending it on TV, saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's not saying that one life means more than the other. It's saying our lives matter too. Two, right. He said that, yeah. right? Which was a very supportive statement mm-hmm. that you ordinarily would not get at all. They wouldn't even address it. Even him saying that Trayvon reminded him, put him in the mind of what his son, if he had a son, mm-hmm. would have looked like. Mm-hmm. That That's one of that those... That was a deep... That, and he cried. Yeah. That man cried. Like, I ain't never seen the president cry. When personally. you hear those... Exactly. When you hear those statements, those statements are... are, are they're reflections mm-hmm. of how the person feel, how the person feels. Whereas a lot of the former people who were in office wouldn't have even addressed it at all. They wouldn't have said anything about mm-hmm. it. You know, so I don't know. I've always threw that out there whenever we had the conversation about Obama not really supporting black issues and, and blah blah blah. Like in the uh, black community, sometimes we get too woke. <laughs> like we, and when I say too woke, I just think that sometimes the issue the issues burden people mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like you don't think of a logical standpoint that just because I'm a black president don't mean I have to talk on one I'm not affected by all black problems mm-hmm. I, like for me I've had issues with police brutality in my life mm-hmm. and often I assume every black person that I come into contact with has had issues with the police and then with my ex-wife we finally had a conversation she was like except for once when I was like 17 I really haven't had no Any issues bad with, and it throws me well, what's interesting about that's, that's I'm glad you brought that up because maybe you haven't directly been affected, but somebody close to you has. Right. Yo, I was talking to my father last time I went home, right? And he tells me this story about when he was arrested. My, I didn't never knew my dad ever went to jail. He was like, he went, he stopped to get gas going to work one day. Or getting, oh, he was getting off and he stopped to get gas. And he went in the store and the, the person in the store thought he stole a candy bar. A candy bar calls the police. He gets arrested. He's buying gas now. He gets arrested. They don't find any candy bar. He gets arrested. <laughs> you ate it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, he bailed himself out. He's like, they, they took him down. You know, he bailed himself out and got it. And, and this was because he was black. He said, he said, just, just because he was a black guy walking the store, he was the only person in there. And they say he sold a candy bar. Went to jail, got out, got an attorney. I don't know if it was court appointed or what. He ended up getting an attorney, won the case, beat the case, and they actually paid him like three thousand dollars. Yeah, get that man his shillings. Yeah, but think about it. He, they got him. But you falsely accused me. Pay that man his. And they gave him three grand, and he was like, "That that's how we ended up getting uh, we we ended up getting air conditioning in our house. We didn't have. Yo, that's crazy. (laughs) He's like, that's how we ended up getting central air for the crib. Yo, that's crazy. (laughs) Yo, your pops is a real like that's a responsible move. Yeah, right. That three k a lot as I say about reparations. A lot of us would have been like, "A rich bitch." And this was (laughs) this was years ago. This is we talking about probably like. Early 80s. Yeah. You're talking about early... Because I never heard this story before. He was telling... He told me a few different stories where he's... Where he... he okay, my... Okay, another story real quick in, in regards to racism. My father has been saved since he was like 19. So, mm-hmm. him and all his friends wanted to... They always wanted to go to church. This is deep country, uh, South Carolina. So, they go... they like, yeah, we want to go to church tonight. So, the first church they wanted to go to, which was a black church, no, they, they weren't having service that night. So, they was like... They were going somewhere to drop somebody off, and they saw a church. They were like, oh, we'll go in this one right here. And they go into the church, all-white church. They sit down. 
So they're like, it's like 7.15, and like church supposed to start at 7. I'm like, yo, what's, what's going on? Wait on service to start. He says he sees a gathering of the men in the front of the church, deacons, and, and they, they talk, and they talk, and they said, they, the biggest guy comes over and was like, uh, yeah, uh, they, they voted me. We, we had to talk. They voted me to come over to talk to y'all. Yeah, we can't start service while y'all sitting in here. I was, scared, I was scared for my life. They sent the biggest guy over there to yeah, handle it. Y'all got to leave. That's crazy. This is a, this is a, these are black people who want to go into a church just to worship. Y'all got to leave. Church. Church. Yeah, and they're Christians. And they're Christians, yo. They're, so they're, they're whole, those, those stories exist. Bro, when my mother, and I learned this out later in life, when my mother was five, the Loomis and Fargo truck, the guy pulled a gun on my mom at five years old about, like, robbing the truck. What five-year-old? First off, if you've ever seen a bag of money, like, you know what I mean? A bag of money She is couldn't there. lift it. <laughs> she couldn't even lift it. I'm going to tell you right now, if I see a five-year-old robbing the Loomis and Fargo truck, first off, I'm going to let her get away because that's impressive. <laughs> okay? But outside of that, it's like these stories are so prevalent, and I think that sometimes we assume that we all have similar experiences. Exactly. And we get mad when people don't have the same experience, and we say, Uncle Tom. In our community, we label, we get mad at, and I think that's the thing of why everybody's Democrat, because the moment a black person is a Democrat, that's an Uncle Tom. Mm. Well, they might have money. Mm. Like, you, you say you have an oh, you uncle mean a, that's you like... You mean a Republican? Yeah, your uncle... You, oh, yeah, like, yeah. you made like, a Republican, not a Democrat. Yeah. No, I said we typically go to voting Democrat as okay. black people, but the moment that you hear that a black person is a Republican... Then, yeah, 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 yeah okay. The yeah. moment that you hear that they're Republican, you're like... Yeah, yeah. What's up with... The, Colin Powell. Braxton Hart in the break <laughs> is back again, ladies and gentlemen. Like, that's what, that's what happens. Yeah. We got to get out of that, man. We got to get out of that group thing. I think Colin could have won, by the way. I think he could have won, I think Colin could have won. But it's, timing is a thing, too, right? Yeah. Obama won because it was time. I don't... Yeah. I think that... Well, not, not only that... Ten and, years earlier, he wouldn't have won. Yeah, but he also... The, the ideals and, and the... the he was just an impressive he knew guy. How he's to just an impressive he man. Knew how to and, oh, he knew He's an impressive person yeah. overall, man. Y'all can say whatever y'all want. It's yeah. not a black thing. Obama is an impressive man. Period. Like, I wish he was like an man. uncle of mine. Yeah, that's mine. what I'm saying. Man yeah. So general. that I could get interest. What? Like, I just think that he's a smart guy. I think that he's an intellectual. He's also, out of all the smoothness. He's smooth. He's smooth. Man, he got yeah. he's he's smooth. swagger on 100,000 trillion. Yeah, I mean, I like, If he was I, Greek, I he probably would have been like a Kappa or something. <laughs> like, I don't mind my president like, being. Or Alpha. Yeah, I don't or mind alpha, my president being alpha. regal. I don't mind yeah. my president being a regal right. person. He know how to all. move in yeah. any environment. I might be opening up a worm, but white privilege takes that away. I don't mind my... I think white privilege assumes that because I'm white and a man, I'm regal. And I don't even have to say anything about regality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. You think so? Right. I think so. Because I think... I think they think that... I think the privilege is like, duh, I'm a white man and I'm president. You know why? This is why. I think the when guy Ob in the office now looks like... I mean, I think... Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, he done, he, yeah, he's and not I think, regal. And I don't know if y'all have seen him recently. I think he re-dyed his toupee. It's like real gold He's right now. Sick, but like they gave Obama a hard time for wearing a tan suit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Said it wasn't presidential. You know, they gave they gave Michelle a hard time because she showed her arms. Mm -hmm. Now you got 45, that's what I call him. Mm -hmm. And then you got <laughs> his, his wife showed up with a chic joint with her tit showing. Mm -hmm. And nobody says anything. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey. 
white privilege. I ain't never seen a POTUS's like POTUS. actual nipples. <laughs> this is a post. This is what it, not not POTUS. What is it called when you're a woman? Flotus. Flotus. This is the first Flotus. I, the first Flotus's nipples I've ever seen. <laughs> probably the last. Also, probably. Oh my god. I would never care to see a Flotus's nipples. Nipple, right. Yeah. Right. Except maybe the last one. I'm sorry, Mama. I really like you, but yeah, chill. She's chill. A yeah, fall You're back. Fall back. Pump your brakes. Look, look. And you know what's funny? You disrespect in our, in our, you disrespect in our community. Yeah. Don't you dare! Yeah. Don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare disrespect Michelle. Take no, it she back. Fine. Yeah. Take it back right now. <laughs> I don't want to hear about she's fine. <laughs> you can't disrespect the floaters, man. She's like. Yeah. She's like the living room in black people's houses. You don't go in there. It just looks great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a plastic all over it. Claire Huxtable. Claire Huxtable. For yeah, real. Claire Huxable for real. For real. Now I, body now I understand why Jeremiah says that. Because, you know, that's what he wants in life. He yeah. wants his Michelle. He wants his Claire Huxtable. The embodiment yeah, Claire. Check for real. Don't you disrespect my woman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you disrespect my woman. <laughs> Definitely. With your late ass. <laughs> This was fun. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it's funny, man. We still have a lot more that we can actually delve into when it comes to politics, right? Because there's one thing that I've always found intriguing about, and I guess this may be more racism than politics, about how white people like to, you know, or Trump, for instance, focuses on immigration, right? And I'm like, all of y'all are immigrants, though. Y'all are all immigrants. This, they, we, oh, like, this is a whole other episode why, why do they on keep immigration avoiding, Why do they keep avoiding that conversation? Like, hold on. Nobody brings that up when, like, if I was a reporter, I'm like, hold on. You, you realize all of your ancestors are immigrants. So how are you talking about they can't come here? Y'all stole this country. Y'all gave y'all gave the Native Americans, man, not even a, a thick blankets. Yes, basically. We tried to kill them off. They here. Let's try to kill them off real the quick. Alaskans, Native Alaskans, the same thing. You stole all of the land, and now you act like it's yours. You vilified them too. Right. Like these are horrible. They're, sa they're they savages. They call them savages. They're savages. So you got you got these immigration laws that they're passing, and that they're immigration is such a big topic. And it's like nobody's act, nobody's arguing the fact that hey, you're European Americans. You know, you're, one you're of not things. Native Americans. None of y'all were born here. I mean, not. I'm sorry, not yeah. born here. None of your none of your ancestors were born here. They well, all you know, one came of the big arguments of immigration is that they called the parents bad parents for trekking the kids across, and that's how they got caught up. And it's like. But well, then they romanticize the story of how my like, I love how you your just, parents weren't bad parents, and they brought you across a, a pond. But these parents is at least walking them across land. Yeah, they it, brought you across a ship. And it might have been a, I think, what? And not some, even you. Some but, some uh, uh, British colonies were penal colonies. They started with with prisoners, and it just grew into what it is today. Well, you remember the gangs in New York? I, I sit here and think about like all the criminal things. That were done, and it, it, look, I'm, I'm, I don't, I personally don't feel that I'm a racist person. I really feel that like everybody's got a chance or whatever. The issue that I have is as a person who looks like me, that a specific hell, if it was all Native Americans that really felt a certain way about black people, I'd be talking about Native Americans. Mm -hmm. My point is, is that you've done things throughout time that show that the thing that you're scared of, I'm so scared of black people. In all honesty, we should be scared of them. We should be scared of their track you. record is terrible. All over the world. Not just here. It's not like black people went throughout the world taking over shit. But if you go throughout the world, you would think that like black everybody treats black people a certain way, right? Because it seems like black people are like, oh, I'm so scared they're 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 so big and da 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 and then you look over. They never really did stuff. Like they, they, okay, fine. You wanna say 
criminal stuff, but a lot of stuff is that is systemic. Yeah. Right? White people throughout time have always taken over your country. I don't care who you are. You can call me out about it. Somebody yeah, they've called the colonizers. How intellectual you are. Colonizers have been in Name the country. Somebody of Caucasian or European descent tried to take over your country if you're not white. Point blank period. Absolutely. But yeah, that that again. Well damn. Politics. Hey. Racism. Politics as usual. Yeah, politics, politics as usual. Exactly. Wow. That's essentially what it is, man. But shit, yeah, it was a great conversation. So Yeah, that got intense. What do y'all yeah. got planned this weekend? Paul, you gonna <laughs> <laughs> you about to jump on the mountain, man. You know, you about to post your your IG post. <laughs> yeah. You Paul know, Paul is a mountain sex symbol, man. I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> mountain sex symbol. My beard is synonymous with the mountains <laughs> that I climb. No, I'm just. <laughs> that sounded great, right? But um, you know what? I wasn't, but I am, and I'm gonna tell you why. That's my release, right? Yeah. That's my release. Um, somebody told me one time I hadn't. Crowders is real local. Okay. And everybody goes to Crowders. Yeah. When I don't hike like a big mountain. Okay. I get cranky. Wow. <laughs> like stuff that goes on starts like weighing on me and I get angry and shit. Yeah, yeah. it's a confession. Yeah. So I have to like, literally like this weekend, I'm going to find something new and just try something new. Paul Bunyan. So be it. There it is. Me and my axe and my blue ox. <laughs> <laughs> me and my axe and my blue ox. What about That's you guys? What y'all getting into this weekend? Oh uh, man, I got my, one of my relatives is in town. Um, gonna hang out with him for a little bit throughout the day. Uh, probably take uh, my baby girl, Kylie, to uh, Frankie's Fun Park. Let her run around a little bit, do some go-karts, play some games. Just kind of chill, man. Nothing nothing crazy. And then the rest of the weekend, just laying low, getting ready for the week. You know how that is on Sunday, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So what about you, man? Oh, I'm just chilling. Work. Work for real, though. Work, work, yeah. work. Yeah. What uh, What's the selection, man? Who's? We'll be riding out to. Um, Sabrina Claudio. Right. Hey, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a, a big fan. fan, definitely. Holding the gun. That's Sabrina the name of the track. Claudia, mm-hmm. the gun. Anytime, you say what's the playlist. Anytime you Sabrina Claudio, I'm just chill, relaxed, mm-hmm. like just vibing out. Yeah, uh, it's pretty dope. Pretty the dope song track. is called Holding the Gun. Yeah, by Sabrina Claudio. She actually got something here recently with um, ASAP Rocky. Who's locked up? Who's locked up? That's oh, another. Politics as usual. But as he said, he always said, I'm rich. I don't have them same problems, so I don't really get into that. Now he's dealing with it, though. Now you're dealing with it. It's funny. You can say all day at what it is. What, what's Jay's song we was listening to it earlier? Uh, I don't know, but Sabrina is crooning, though. I'm not. <laughs> I'm trying to listen. Cut, you got to cut back in later. <laughs>
out of here though we want to thank y'all for listening please follow us on instagram soundcloud youtube twitter digital cigar lounge pod we'll check y'all next time peace peace